everybody, welcome into the Irish NFL show presented by Trust Gaming. We are delighted, if you can see around us, to be at the Woolshed Bar & Grill in central Dublin. I sneaked down to Dublin for the weekend. It is good crack. Here with the rest of the lads as well, uh, Colm, Brian and Mark. And also a special guest today. We've got a member of the Rooney family on the show today, Tommy Rooney, who is the host of the Boys Upstairs show, uh, a new show in the States. We'll put a link to it at the bottom. But Tommy, for a start off, welcome to Dublin. Thank welcome you for having me. It's been awesome so far. I'm really excited to talk about the NFL. So, Yes, sir. <laughs> Absolutely. And before we talk about the NFL, we've got a bit of news. Provided that the London games go ahead, Colin, we've got a show in the London Irish Centre on the 16th of October. And that is the day before the Dolphins play the Jaguars. I've got that correct yet. Yeah, the Jaguars. The London Jaguars. <laughs> I'm only joking. It's all a bit of crack. But... Really looking forward to it, and Colin, it's going to be good. We've got a special guest being announced soon. We do indeed. Um, the fact that we're in the, the London Irish Centre, I think, is fantastic. I mean, talk about a venue steeped in history. Uh, it hosted the, the Late Late Show, recorded there in the 60s. Um, Shane McGowan and the Pogues recorded there in the, the 80s, and more recently, I suppose, synonymous with Ed Sheeran. Uh, so, uh, you know, glad to uh, have a, a fellow ginger there, uh, you know, be bringing it, the, the show live to uh, the, the London Irish Centre. It should be good crack, and, uh, you know, we have tickets uh, available uh, if you check out the, the website. And we, yes, we are looking forward. Michael is working hard on that special guest. Absolutely. And Brian, I know you're very excited to go to London, yeah? Are you excited to go? Yeah, no, I really am. I can't wait for the show. And it's great to see the level of interest so far since the tickets went on sale. And it's just great to see all different supporters of each team coming together for a big event. And ultimately, that's what we want to get the NFL community together, whether it's Ireland, UK or Europe, and have a great night and celebrate the fact that the games are back in London. Absolutely. And finally, on, on the London game, Mark, any clues and a special guest yet? Do you want to tell us? No, I don't, Michael. It's just when you say London Irish, I think you're talking about me all the time. But, you know, we'll, we'll, oh. we'll ease that. We'll ease that. <laughs> that was a good one. As I said at the start of the show, we were joined by a member of the Rooney family. Tommy, uh, obviously, back in Dublin now after the pandemic, I'm presuming you're a Steelers fan, yeah? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had to joke about it, but we're, we're going to try and talk this week about some current topics and I'll start with you Tommy the whole crack around the vaccine now I'm sure if you haven't seen the rules the NFL put a number of different rules out at the minute basically you know I think I guess Colm implying that the, the, you know you have to get the vaccine now really if you are playing I'll tell you what Colm I'll start with you what's your thoughts on that at the moment if you are a player in the NFL um, I think the league have made it very clear what their thoughts are uh, get va get vaccinated or else um, it's I think if you're a look if you if, for coaches, we've already seen an impact. I mean, the Vikings um, have, have made that, that change. Uh, so I think for coaches, it's going to be a huge issue. For players, if you're a star or a starter, um, then you're probably, you, you can make that decision. If you're on the bubble or, you know, your, your roster spot isn't absolutely assured, then I think it, that's where it might get more difficult uh, because why is the team going to want to, to carry uh, that risk? Uh, Mark is probably the, the man to uh, assess risk. Mark, would, would you take a player who wasn't vaccinated onto a 53-man roster? No. <laughs> it's, it's that simple, guys. I mean, you are running that risk of losing games. You're running that risk. If, I mean, you're dead right, Colm. Top starter's fine, but 46 to 53, you know, the guys that are fighting for a roster position, it's going to be relevant. The vaccination status is going to come into play in that regard. We all know Cole Beasley has been very prominent on social media around this. I mean, I think the great line, Bucks UK fans were like this. The great line he put on Twitter was, are you really going to cut the best slot receiver in the NFL? And uh, somebody posted up and said, 
I don't see how the Bills can cut Chris Godwin, which was a pretty good comeback, in fairness. But of course it has to play. As you say, Minnesota have already made what the, the move in relation to it. But I mean, Tommy, I mean, obviously the situation with the vaccine is different in every country. It's different geopolitical spheres and everything. How do you see it playing out in the NFL? Yeah, so I think that it's certainly something that's going to come up when teams are looking to sign free agents. They're allowed to ask, are you vaccinated or not? And it just adds an inherent risk. If you want to possibly get that guy on your team, he's going to have to be in a completely different protocol than everybody else. I think I saw today that they have to be six feet apart in the showers. They're not allowed to go in the cold tubs. Like, And if everybody's vaccinated, then you have no restrictions. So that's a completely different way of running a team. And I think that in this era where you can have an advantage, if you don't have any restrictions, why wouldn't you want that advantage? So obviously you can't force people to take it, but the restrictions that they've put in place certainly do kind of make it seem like that's what they want everyone to do. Uh, and it makes sense financially for the league. So, uh, you know, the Steelers kind of last year had to play three games in 13 days, I believe. So obviously that's not ideal. And I think that hurt us. So I think that in that regard, it's good so that you can have a, a set schedule and not have to move around a lot. And, and it's fair to say all of those movements weren't the fault of the Steelers. It yeah. was actually the teams you yeah. were playing yeah. actually forced the schedule changes. Yeah. And, you know, obviously they didn't want that to happen. You can't blame anybody. Everyone was dealing with it, but it definitely hurt us more than anyone. So um, I think that this year it's good that we're not going to have that. And, you know, Cole Beasley uh, can do whatever he wants, but if his team loses the game, then I don't think he's going to be talking as much on social media as he has been. But, you know, <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins too. He, did you see what he yes. uh, tweeted yeah. and deleted that? I, I'm not expecting that either. But that was gone very quickly from Twitter. That was gone within about three his seconds. A, his agent probably texted him, you need to delete that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the, the thing as well is, and one thing that I should have said at the start, and Tommy, like, they're saying that you may have to forfeit a game. And yeah. even, not just the Cedars, but looking back at some of the games last year, like that, like if they had that then, it would have, there's going to be serious consequences. So it, will be, it will be interesting to see how many players actually get vaccinated now. Yeah, and then the other thing too, with the addition of the extra team for the wild card, having seven teams, those teams are going to be one game difference. And having to forfeit a game could be the difference between making the playoffs and not making the playoffs. So that's a very big deal. Um, so I think that it's certainly going to be something the team's take into consideration and whether or not they can tell guys you have to or not, I don't, I don't know. But I think it's very big and obviously unprecedented in the league. So, Yes, sir. In seven weeks until the season starts, preseason starts in around three weeks. A man that's very happy about that is Brian. Brian, before we move on, what's your thoughts on the vaccine? Do you think it'll really get to the point now where a lot of players will just take it? Or? Well, I think in the region of 70% have been vaccinated, but... I think to the point Colin made, it, it, it's the NFL's baby at the moment. This is a clear mm. indication from them. They've even come out this week and said they're going to have markers on the players' sleeves in terms of who's vaccinated and who's not during the game. So not so much the people in the stadium, but the fans. Everybody will know who is not taking the vaccine. And then I saw other teams coming out this week where players have said, if you're vaccinated, you can still get COVID again. But if the rules are in place that you can return to the premises within 48 hours, as opposed to 10 days mm. if you're not vaccinated. So... The league are doing their utmost to get everybody vaccinated. And as you touched on, different countries, different views, and people have different walks of life in terms of what they want to do. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's their job, it's their responsibility to the public to get vaccinated. It's not just about them, it's about making sure other people don't pick up the virus. So for me, you should get vaccinated. Absolutely, and we're still working towards these London games, so hopefully that puts that in good stead as well. Please, God. Uh, look. We change topics every show now to the point about the Packers, but we have to talk about this very quickly. Multiple sports books in America believe that Aaron Rodgers will, quote, retire next week. Um, also, Devante Adams 
is having a couple of situations. Colin, we'll start with you. First off, in Rogers, um, do you think he'll retire? Training camp, he's supposed to be at training camp Wednesday morning. What's going to happen? Well, up, up to the last 24 hours, I would have said nothing was going to happen. I felt this was very reminiscent of go back a decade, different sport, Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo wanted out of Manchester United. Yeah. He made that very clear. Uh, in his words, in his words, he called himself a slave. Then FIFA president Seth Blatter came out and supported Ronaldo's position and agreed with the slave comments. Ridiculous, but that's <laughs> how a guy getting paid, you know, quarter of a million a week, but that's how he said he felt he was being treated. He wanted out, he couldn't return, that was it. It was obvious he was going to leave. Did Cristiano Ronaldo leave that season? No, he did not. He came back. How did Manchester United fans feel? Oh, I'd say they felt bad about it for, ooh, 10 seconds. As soon as the new season started, they warmly embraced Cristiano Ronaldo and were delighted, uh, you know, as he uh, went on to have yet another good season. He left the following year. I thought that's where the Rodgers situation mm. was headed. Oh, the last couple of days, we've begun to see these retirement rumours, begun to see Andrew Brandt, who seems to be pretty connected. I mean, the, the guy ran the, the, the Packers in the past. He has begun to shift a little bit. Um, I, I don't know. I still think it's more likely for me that Aaron Rodgers pulls on the, the green and yellow, but it's, it, it, it's, it's more uncertain. I was previously 99% sure. I'm now 90%. Well, Tommy, if Rodgers does retire, like there is, there's obviously going to be serious implications, not just for the Packers, but for the league. There is a situation also where he could come back next year, but he's still going to take a massive pay cut. What do you think will happen with him this week? So he posted, I don't know if you guys saw him and Devontae Adams posted the same picture on their Instagram stories of Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. So the rumor <laughs> or whatever that the internet has created is that they're referencing that this is going to be their last dance. I don't know if that was a big thing. It was a big thing, the yeah. documentary in America. Yeah. Um, so basically they said uh, Michael Jordan was like, this is my last year. We're going to try to win it, but I'm gone after this year. So they're saying that maybe that's where Aaron Rodgers is and Devontae Adams is on the last year of his contract as well, so he might be gone after this year too. So I think that if I had to put money on it, which I wouldn't obviously, but I think that he would uh, probably come back this year. And I think that after this year, the Packers are going to be a much different team. Uh, Jordan loves starting and Devontae Adams probably gone, so they might go into rebuild mode. But I think this year, they're, I would assume go all in. But I just don't see him retiring after an MVP season. It wouldn't make sense. And he's kind of up there in age, so if he takes a year off, then he might not come back and be the same. But who knows? Time will tell. Brian, cast your mind back to January, the NFC Divisional game. The greatest team in the history. I'm, I'm, I'm only joking, Packers fans. But the Packers were <laughs> heavy, <laughs> heavy favorites to win the Super Bowl at one point. They were, they were playing lights out offense. And now we're looking at a situation where Rodgers could be gone, retiring, whether that happens or not. And Adams looks like, you know, what's going to happen, Brian? Well, I just want to say one thing on the Rodgers team first. So this, this has gone on so long now. One team, maybe two teams, three teams. But it's gone on so long. It's hard to actually remember what the original problem was. You know, was it the, the drafting of Love or was it the fact that he didn't get wide receivers that he felt would bring the team on? But yet they've gone to the championship game two years in a row. And last year they had two players, a tight end and a wide receiver who were undrafted that actually had really good seasons. So they, albeit they didn't draft them initially, they still gave him the weapons. So it's hard to know. And then he's been offered a, a new contract. He's torn that down. So at this stage, I don't believe he's going to retire. 28 million he has to hand back in a bonus, and he, he avoids himself a salary this year. And even next year, similar to the Gronk scenario, they still hold his rights. So even if he does decide to unretire next summer, they, they still have to get compensation. So, so I just don't see that as ha happening. 
as George Young once said, the great general manager, footballers play football. He needs to get his head down, go to training camp and get on with it. And as for Devontae Adams, I actually see that a very different scenario. He has said he wants to go to the training camp. He's not going to hold out. He's, he, he, he'll, he'll be charged 50 grand a day if he holds out. He said he wants a contract. He said he wants to stay at the Packers. I think it's about value for him. He'll get it in the end. Mark, will we see Aaron Rodgers get on his little training bike when in the Wisconsin on Wednesday morning? Or? Uh, I don't think you'll see him on Wednesday morning, but I think you'll still see him at the Green Bay Packers. I've said this consistently all the way along, and I'll keep saying it. Aaron Rodgers will still be in Green Bay. Deshaun Watson will still be in Houston. Russell Wilson will still be in Seattle. This is the NFL. It's not the NBA. The teams hold the power and the control. And as Brian alluded to, retirement isn't really a threat here. Like, if Rodgers is down there now moaning about retirement, it's like, let him off. You wanted to know when this started. I'll tell you when it started. It started third and eight in the NFC Championship game when it really mattered, and Aaron Rodgers did not make the right decision again in the right big game. For a player who has won one NFC Championship, one Super Bowl, the amount of whining that goes on is just beyond compare. In all fairness, he needs to buck up get on with it, and lead his team actually back to a Super Bowl. Okay. <laughs> Can I just publicly say now, as somebody that has edited our graphics for the season, and Aaron Rodgers is in every one of them. <laughs> that took a long time. I would feel horrible just before we go, and I've got a couple more seconds. Uh, un unless, unless he ends up in Denver. Well, I mean, I, I could probably take that. I remember draft night, that was... That was Tommy, I would feel awful if we didn't ask you this. Obviously, Steelers, etc., What's your thoughts on Big Ben going into the new season? Or, you know, there is a lot of talk at the minute, maybe like over here anyway. Maybe we're completely wrong. The Browns taking a step up. The Ravens going to go to that next level. Are you confident that the Steelers could win the division this season, or what's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, I think if you know if you would have asked me the same question last year, I probably would have said Ravens or Browns, and then we won it. So I think that Ben this year had a full off season. He's not coming off Tommy John surgery like he was last year, so he had a full off season to do his regular routine. And I think he's inspired by the fact that we were embarrassed at home last year in the playoffs against probably our biggest rivals. So I think that us having lower expectations is very good. And I think that the biggest difference is having Najee. And, you know, I think Ben set the record for most passes thrown in a game in NFL history in the playoffs against the Browns. And that's obviously not a good thing. So having a consistent running back is huge. And I think that Najee is one of those guys that can transition to the NFL very easily, hopefully, like a Derrick Henry a couple of years ago. So I think that we're going to surprise a lot of people this year. And I don't know about the division. I wouldn't say that that's like a lock or anything. But I think that we have a chance. And I think that we'll definitely be a wild card team. So I'm excited. I don't want to ask the other guys this. I feel like I'm leaving them out now, but I'm not. Because you're not going to be here in next week. And I'm asking mm -hmm. this. You got a dark horse in, this, in the NFL this year. <laughs> that about. Well, I don't know if they're a dark horse. But I would say that the Colts, I think that uh, uh, Carson Wentz is going to I think that, and I love the city of Philadelphia, but I think that the city of Philadelphia kind of got into his head a little bit, and I think a fresh start with Frank Wright is going to be a huge, and they have good weapons. Um, I think that that's probably, I think that they'll win that division, uh, even though the Titans got Julio, but I would say they're a good dark horse. I like that, I like that. And you can find out who our dark horses are on Thursday, September the 9th at 10.30, or 10 p.m., sorry, uh, when we make our selections from an undisclosed Dublin location so far. And I know Brian can't wait to talk about the Giants so we'll talk about them then. Again. Again. <laughs> and me and the Broncos and stuff. But the last topic today, while well, we have you, Tommy, is this. We'll start with you, Colin. Michael Thomas, another guy that I have created graphics for, for the Saints, uh, <laughs> is going to miss, apparently, the first six weeks of the regular season with an injury. Already with Drew Brees out. I mean, 
What's your expectations if you're the Saints going into the season now? Do you think? Um, I'd be I'd be concerned. Uh, the Michael Thomas one is, is a strange one. Why? Why? Because the injury apparently dates back to last year. So why is the surgery only happening now? That's what I don't really understand. But then Thomas had issues with the Saints last season. Mm. The, the Saints um, seem to have kind of hit a similar maybe speed bump to the, the Steelers kind of last year. They started well, and then but they, their train has completely come off the track. Mm. Who is going to be their starting QB? Would like Jameis is the, the turnover machine, but can you really say that, that uh, Jason Hill is a, a franchise QB um, and you suddenly don't have Michael Thomas? Um, look, in Sean Payton, they have a phenomenal head coach. Genuinely one of the best in the league. He will figure something out. But talk about back to the wall uh, before the season has even begun. Um, it's not going to be easy for the Saints. And uh, if you're the Tampa Bay Bucks, I mean, talk about being born under a lucky star. Does anyone in the history of anywhere, anything, compare to Tom Brady? Well, yeah, and they, the, the Bucks have brought all their expiring guys back yeah. the first time ever yeah. in the history of the NFL has happened. Tommy, what's your thoughts on that division as a whole? Do you think the Saints have a chance or is it going to be like a... a oh, well, obviously this hurts a lot. Um, I think that Jameis getting LASIK surgery mm. could potentially uh, change his turnover machine status. But, you know, he did have the most touchdown passes in the league this last year being a starter. And I think that being under Drew Brees will hopefully develop him more and make less mistakes. Um, but, you know, I think Alvin Kamara is probably the best running back in the NFL. And the fact that they're on a new starting quarterback, I think the plan should just be to feed him the ball as much as possible. And then I think that it'll probably be Jameis that's the starter. Um, but I think, that obviously, they'll still use Taysom in a similar role to how they have been in the past. Um, but I think that's the Bucks division. And I don't even know if the Saints are a wild card team at this point. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Brian, Sam Monson actually said what Colin said within seconds. You know, why wasn't that? operation done months ago I mean it was a strange thing to come out with especially days away from camp starting yeah and they say the actual original injury started it was week one last year when they played the books in New Orleans and they wait till June to actually have the operation mm. I think there's a bigger situation here I think he actually is going to get traded for the season despite the injury because they're in salary cap hell they've managed to get themselves to a certain certain part before the cut off the end of July or sorry mid-August and I think some team out there will take a flyer on the fact that they'll probably get him for a tour to the fort now mm. and take on the injury, get him ready, and that will relieve the Saints of some salary cap hell coming down the line because whether he's injured or not, there's been issues there for the past 12 months. I mean, there's continuous problems. He ha he's never really settled down to, to become the player that we saw over the past few years. And in the playoff game against the Bucks in particular, he wasn't there. He, he was deemed to be fit, but he didn't really have a really good game. So for me, he's going to gone off a little bit and I think he needs a fresh start I think the Saints probably recognising the fact that this year is not going to be a year for them in terms of going to the playoffs and it's about kind of looking at long term and they don't have a quarterback long term right now so interesting to see what happens but I don't think the, the playbook will be geared towards him either with Taysom Hill probably running a lot of special plays James Winston's more of a 5 yard 6 yard pass kind of control play rather than going deep at certain times so for me I think he'll get traded and that's a bit of a would be a bit of a torn up but I think that will happen Let's see what happens. And obviously, Mark, uh, you know, he could. Michael Thomas could end up going to our London event if he does miss the first six weeks. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on that situation? Him coming to our London event? Good, good possibility, Special Mark. Guess. Good possibility. <laughs> guess. Yeah, um, no, I mean, look, he is such an amazing wide receiver. I mean, you can take DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas. There's a, there's a few in contention there for being the number one wide receiver. 
Brian's just upset I haven't mentioned Kenny Golladay now. But anyway, <laughs> um, there's a number, and Michael Thomas is an exceptional wide receiver. Mm. It is a massive loss to the Saints. As we said, they're going through transition without Breeze this year. Do I see a world where Jameis is eating W's? No, I see him drinking L's uh, for quite a fair, uh, fair portion of this season. And, you know, the Panthers and C-Mac is back, but they're going to try and incorporate now Sam Darnold. I mean, this is there's some interesting storylines in this division. I mean, Sam Darnold coming there and can he revitalize his season? But I will give you a wildcard team, potentially, in that, which is the Atlanta Falcons. You know, they, they messed up last season. Yes, they fall apart at times. They've drafted Kyle Pitts. They still have a very strong offense. Yes, they've traded Julio, and that is a loss. But when you look at the development of Ridley, you look at what they can do in that division, I think, yes, Tampa will run away with it. But Atlanta will be there or thereabouts. And that's a storyline to watch. Yes, sir. And I can't wait to hear all these guys' predictions in the next few weeks. So close now to the season start. Finally, Tommy, um, we mentioned your show at the start, but... How can people find you on Twitter? I obviously recommend people to follow. So it's the Boys Upstairs Show on YouTube. We have Instagram, same name. Twitter's upstairs underscore boys. Uh, we just started out. It's literally me and my little brother in my attic. So it's pretty funny. I think you should. I think you would like it. Um, and th- this has been awesome. And I, it's great to talk to people that love the NFL because I'm a big fan. So it's awesome. Appreciate it. And we will try and talk about different sports. But anytime. And look, if we're ever over there, we'll yeah. try and do a special show or something. But yeah. thanks to you and thanks to your family for coming on the show as well. And we Thank wish you... you and the Steelers the very best over the season. Who knows what's going to happen there, but it'll be interesting. For now, that's us on the Irish NFL Show, presented by Trust Gaming. You can follow us on Facebook at the Irish NFL Show. And get, check us out on Instagram as well. And if you haven't, or you're thinking about waiting, the tickets come and sale, grab your tickets now for the London event. You can cancel them or get them refunded if the games don't go ahead. We fully expect them to. Thanks very much for the season.